Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Hey, hey, how you doing? Nick James here. Welcome to episode 14 of Open and Real Q&A with Nick J. Today's a sad day. We are recording this on the 30th of June. And so it is Jav's last day here at Expert Empires. So um, he's booing himself (laughs) for leaving. Um, But Jav's moving on. Um, He's got multiple other business interests. um, And we're really excited about his future. What that does mean, the good news, is that we have a new Jav. And so uh, I'd like to introduce Jake. Hi, how are you doing? You, you, can, you can come in front of the camera. Uh, to be fair, mate, you're a good-looking lad. It, you'd be wasted behind the camera. This is Jake. Um, you did come in front of the camera once, but we got complaints. So we had to keep behind the camera from then on. So um, what that means uh, is that all future questions that you're submitting for this Q&A come through to jake at expertempires.com. If you've already sent through to Jav, don't worry. We'll pick them up anyway, but all future questions through to jake at expertempires.com. And that also means that Jake is now official question master. So, Jake, no pressure. Your first question, what is it? Yeah, let's go. Uh, So this one's from Hayley Hudson. She says, what are your best tips on incentivizing a team? She says that they pay generous commission, but it's a flat level. Perhaps bonuses would be better. What have you had most success with? Great, great question, Hayley. Um, well read, Jake. You've set the bar high Thank for your you. first question, you. Modern. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, a good question, Hayley, about um, incentivizing, rewarding your team. So we do this in many different ways. So I'll just give you a few of them um, that we do that I think you might want to consider. So, um, first of all, sales team get paid commission based upon their results, based upon their performance. Um, and that is a percentage of the revenue that they bring in. Um, So for example, somebody in sales makes a phone call and they bring in £100 on that phone call, they get 10% of that. Um, So it's not flat as such. You know, there is no cap as to how many calls they can make, how many sales they can bring in, therefore how much commission they can earn. There's a little bit more complexity in the commission structure than that, but for simplicity, let's just keep it at that. So then there's a couple of other things we do that I think you might want to consider outside of sales team. Um, One, which we bought in middle of last year, um, is that everybody in the company, no matter what role they're in, also gets a quarterly bonus. And that bonus is based upon our revenue target company-wide for that quarter. And we have good, better, and best targets. So I'll give you round numbers for an example. Maybe... uh, the revenue goal for the quarter is, let's say it was 1.4 million. Um, it could equally be 140,000. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is, but let's say it's 1.4 million. Um, our good, better, best target might be a million is good. 1.2 million is better. And 1.4 million is our ultimate goal. And everybody in the company gets bonuses related to those three targets. So if we hit our good number, then everyone gets their level one bonus, uh, their better number, level two, and best number, level three. And their level one, two, three bonuses 
are relative to the role. So, you know, somebody in a senior leadership role um, obviously has the capacity to earn bigger, more lucrative bonuses, and somebody in a more junior role has the capacity to earn smaller, more modest bonuses. Um, but everybody in the company, no matter who it is, what role they're in, um, has the opportunity to earn a bonus, but it's based upon the collective goal or result of everybody in the business. And then the, the third thing we do, um, which I quite like, is we'll also do a quarterly incentive. Um, and this is sometimes linked to revenue, but sometimes linked to other um, measurables, other targets in the business. Um, so, for example, uh, when would it have been Q3 or 4 last year? I forget. Um, we set a target that we wanted to get, um, it was, was it 300 attendees um, in our training center? So those that have actually been to trainings, uh, masterminds with me, with us here at HQ, um, our training center sits um, probably up to 42-ish people maximum. Um, we run a number of events throughout uh, throughout the quarter and you know sometimes those uh, events are 42 people and sometimes we were in smaller more intimate events around the boardroom table um, but we calculated that for our not including you know delivery of our mastermind program things like that just for our kind of introductory workshops things like that um, that in order for them to be all at capacity full up and meet our goals and our targets that we would need 300 people to attend uh, events in the training center and I believe in Q3 or 4 whatever it was we got 309 something like that so we got 309 people to attend those events which was great and what we said was uh, when we hit the target of 309 uh, 300 attendees at those events in the training center in that quarter um, then we will um, as a reward as an incentive for everyone in the team um, we'll take one down to London for an afternoon and go shopping in Harrods uh, and, uh, you know, they were given a bit of money to spend and uh, we'll also go for a, a meal somewhere really nice as well. Um, and so um, we do things like that uh, as a kind of group company-wide team incentive. I, I'm not a massive fan of individual bonuses and incentives and rewards. Obviously for salespeople, you do need that. Um, but I do prefer where possible to have collective, company-wide, team-wide incentives, bonuses, rewards, um, because it it creates more um, more of a, a team culture and we're all shooting for the same goal. And it makes it less likely that you're going to have um, somebody over here really just focusing on their own result because they want to earn their bonus without any regard for somebody else's activity and vice versa, um, or even departments. Um, we have done it in the past, but I'm not that keen on having the marketing department have an incentive, a bonus for their results, and the client experience team have one for theirs. Um, again, it can, if you're not careful, it can create a bit of um, separation in the company, which I, I don't really like. So I always try and create company-wide incentives, bonuses, rewards where possible. Um, Great question, Hayden. Thank you. Good question. Um, what's next, Jake? Over to you. Yeah, so the next question comes from Wendy Molyneux, who asks, if health is true wealth, then how rich are you? Oh, good question. Um, 
Wendy was Wendy, wasn't he? Yeah, Wendy. If health is true wealth, which, by the way, um, I, I, I believe it's a big contributing factor to your wealth, if you want to call it that. Um, for me, there's actually, this wasn't the question, but I'm just going to ramble. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. For, for me, there's, and this is me, I'm not saying that everyone has to believe this or think this way. For, for me, there's, there's three main areas. Um, this isn't all, but this is really where my wealth is measured. Um, first one, uh, not in any particular order, by the way, uh, they're all critical. Um, I'd say my wealth would be measured by family. Um, and relationships, let's call it relationships, um, because that could be family, but it could be friends, it could be you know, our team, etc. cetera. Um, so de definitely, we'll call it family, but really I'm talking about relationships. Um, fitness, which would be the health bit, and of course there's more to health than just fitness. Um, and then the third one being finance, um, which of course in my case is strongly linked to the success of our businesses. Um, so I think for me, those are the three that contribute to true wealth. I think wealth is more than just finance. Um, I also believe it's more than just health. Um, and I think the reason uh, that Wendy framed the question in this way is because obviously, unless you have health, unless you're actually alive, you can't enjoy the other two anyway. Um, so that was a kind of precursor to my actual answer. Um, so if health is true wealth, how rich are you? By the way, rich and wealth, Wealthy are two different things. So if health is true wealth, how wealthy are you? I'd, I'd like to say I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, nobody's perfect. I feel like I, uh, I'm fairly um, fairly on point with what I eat. Um, fairly active. Um, you know, train. I've just been on holiday for three weeks. Um, so didn't train as much. Definitely wasn't paying as much attention. Um, to nutrition, albeit still did train and still was mindful of, of nutrition and things like that and sleep and hydration. Um, I'd say I'm probably way above average when it comes to um, my level of focus and attention on health. Um, bordering on obsessive when it comes to measuring things like sleep and heart rate and tracking nutrition and um, you know, and, and commitment to physical training and things like that. Um, so I'd say, look, in any in any area of life, there's always another level. I really believe that. Um, you know, if you were asking this question related to finances, you go, well, how wealthy are you? I go, I feel fairly wealthy. However, there's always going to be somebody that's wealthier than me. Um, until you are number one wealthiest person on the planet, um, and it keeps changing, it was Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett's always up there. There's some guy in South America, I can't remember his name, um, who, who's up there as well. But unless you're that number one wealthiest person in the world, like there's always another level, right? And even for that person, there's always another level because you know wealth really is infinite. And I think health is the same. Health is infinite. Um, but what we can do is we can track and measure um, various different areas of health so that we can progress and improve um, and therefore enjoy family and relationships and the benefits of the work we do in our business and therefore the financial wealth we build. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I'd put a number on it. With wealth, you can put a number on net worth. With health, you can't really put a number on it as such. Um, but if you could, you'd probably go, right, 
zero to 10, zero is like you literally can barely move off the sofa. You are that unfit and that unhealthy. 10 is like you are absolute athlete, um, you know, eat clean, like heart rate, resting heart rate's low, like, you know, there's a load of other facts, of course. Where would I put myself? Eight, maybe. Like I'm seven's average, right? I'm not having five as average. Five's below average. Um, I'm gonna put myself at a solid eight. Thanks, Wendy. Yeah, that's um, good. good question, Jake. What else you got? Yeah, so this is the final question yep. from Stephen Rowan. He says that he's launching a book in 90 days and is keen to get it on the bestseller list. Uh, what steps would you take to create as much buzz, purchases, and downloads as possible? And how would you structure it? Wicked question. Right, Stephen. So um, I'm going to point you to a resource first of all, because how I would launch a book, get it number one bestseller status, generate as many leads, opportunities, clients, as much income as possible from it, um, is I would do exactly what we did to launch the Empire Builders podcast. Um, which was June 2020, I believe. Is that right? Three years. Mental. Um, so yeah, in June 2020, we launched the Empire Builders podcast. Um, so we've actually got a whole episode of the podcast. I'm now going to put Jake and Jav on the spot and see if you can find what episode number it was. Um, it was early-ish, so I'm going to say it was probably in the 30-odd, episode 30-odd range, when we actually, I did a whole episode where I actually unpacked the entire strategy for how we launched the podcast, got it to number one in business uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, number one on um, Spotify as well, I believe, in that category, in one of the categories, um, and uh, generated over a quarter million pounds in direct revenue within 90 days. Um, so I unpacked that in detail in whatever episode it was. But short version, Stephen, um, what we did, um, was we defined a launch date for the podcast. You'll do the same for your book. Um, and then basically in the couple of weeks leading up to it, I said to our audience on socials, on email, um, I said, hey, I'm launching the podcast, in your case, the book, on this date. Um, if you download, uh, if you become a subscriber and download episodes on that date, I'd really appreciate it because it will boost us higher up the rankings. So, if you buy a copy of the book on that day, I'd really appreciate it because you'll help me get number one bestseller status. And so um, as a thank you for you supporting the launch, I'd like to reward you and gift you um, some bonuses as a thank you for doing that. And so we did um, a ticket to an upcoming event we were running, um, which we ran online because in the summer of 2020, we weren't allowed to run live events. Um, but the previous live version of that event was 500 pounds plus VAT a ticket. And so I was giving away um, a ticket to everybody who became a subscriber of the podcast on launch day. We also, you're a legend, episode 38. I was pretty, I, was, I said it was in the 30s. Episode 38, check that out because it's a full breakdown. Um, we also gave um, the first 200 people, I believe it was, that subscribed. Um, to the podcast on launch day. Um, we invited them to come to a private mastermind with me because we could run small socially distanced events. So we ran them in batches of 10 people at a time. So as a thank you to the first 200, they could come to a small mastermind and we had loads of dates available for that. Um, 
those are the main things we did to encourage, to incentivize, to reward people for becoming subscribers. And the more subscribers you get on your podcast in a short period of time, in this case, a 24-hour period, the higher up the rankings you get. In your case, Stephen, the more books you sell in a short period of time on launch day, the more likely you are to get bestseller status. So we did those couple of things. Then there was a third thing that I did, um, which I thought was quite cool, which was um, we did a giveaway the day after launch, I believe it was, um, where basically I said, um, I'm going to give away an iPad um, to one lucky subscriber. And the way you'll win the iPad is by answering a question that I'm going to put out on a Facebook Live. First person to answer it correctly wins the iPad. And the answer to the question is hidden inside one of the first six episodes. So basically what that meant was, if you wanted to have a chance of winning the iPad and getting the question right, you had to listen to those first six episodes in that first 24 hours. So what I did, what I'd done is I'd incentivized and rewarded people for doing two things that I really wanted them to do. One, subscribe to the podcast on this day. Two, download the six episodes. So we launched with six episodes. Download all six episodes and consume them. Um, and I'm not 100% sure about how the algorithm works, but my belief was, well, if someone subscribes and downloads six episodes and listens to all six end to end, that's got to be good for the ranking, the status of our podcast. Um, and those are the main things we did, and it worked really, really well. Um, so check out episode 38, I think it was, of Empire Builders, Stephen, and it will give you a, a much longer, much more detailed breakdown of how we did that. Um, and you just substitute podcast subscription for purchase a copy of the book. In that episode, I think we talk about how you track it all and much more detail. So um, hopefully this short episode of Open Real Q&A has been useful, valuable, interesting. As always, of course, Jav, you will be missed. Thank you for all your hard work so far on making this podcast what it is. Jake, welcome. Um, Thank you. And uh, looking forward to working on building the podcast with your help and support. Remember, um, this podcast and this kind of this type of episode, open and real Q and A, is only as good as the questions we get. Um, and so, the more questions we get from you the more frequently we will record episodes and publish them. And the less questions we get from you, the less frequently we'll record, publish episodes. So um, send your questions in. Remember, it's called deliberately Ask Me Anything Q&A. So literally anything. The quirkier the question, the better. I love the format of Q&A. Um, I probably love that format more than I do creating content. Um, I do. I love it a lot more than creating content, delivering it um, from stage or anything like that. So, um, yeah, you'd be doing me a massive favor and our audience a massive favor by submitting questions. Send them in to jake at expertempires.com and uh, I'll see you soon for another episode of Open and Real Q&A with Nick J. That's it. See you very soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.